Good morning, class. Good morning, Brother Keith. Hi, I'm Keith Moore, and we welcome you to Faith School. Faith School is the place where my spirit is fed, where my faith grows stronger, and where I learn how to be an overcomer. That's always God's will. It's always God's plan, is that you come out victorious regardless of what you may have been dealing with, how hard, how bad, how long. Sometimes people say, man, I've really been going through some things. Don't stop. Keep going <laughs> till you get through it on the other side. You're supposed to come out victorious according to God's perfect plan, God's perfect will. So get your Bible, get something to make a note with, come on into the classroom with us, and let's believe for answers today. Father, all of us, Agree together as touching this, asking you for the anointing that teaches, that leads, that guides, that reveals, that reminds, that even shows us things to come. We ask for the anointing and eyes and ears to, and hearts that can hear and receive and answers and the exact things that you know we need right now. And we know it's your will to reveal it to us, give it to us. So we thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Look with us in 1 John 5 again at scriptures we've been on for, well, we're into our uh, second week or so, I guess now, of um, a series we're calling Faith That Overcomes, Overcoming Faith. And it's based on this text right here in 1 John 5 and 4, which says, Whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. Who is it that overcomes the world? But he that believes that Jesus is the Son of God, believing, having faith, Overcoming, born of God. If you haven't been with us, we've, uh, we've camped on this for, for days now about being born of God, being an overcomer. Uh, if you didn't get those, go online uh, to faithschool.org and it, it won't cost you anything. You can catch up with all of the classes. Uh, it, feeding on multiple things like that it has a displacing effect on your being. If you really believe it and receive it, it will fill you with strength and push fear out of you. It will displace. And uh, when there is a particular message or class that really stirred you up, really ministered to you, listen to that one again and again. And again, why? Because it wasn't just something that I said. It was something the Spirit of God emphasized to you and ministered to you. And so you want to uh, feed on it again, watch it again, listen to it again. And not just me, but 
whoever the Lord had used to minister a message to you, uh, don't just say, whew, man, that was good. Man, that stirred me up. Don't let that be the end. What was it? What spiritual element about that that really ministered to you? I assure you there's more to learn about it. There's more revelation. There's more quickening. Watch it again. Listen to it again. In um, Romans, if you'd look there in the 10th chapter, he's talking about being born of God. The, the first step to being an overcomer is being born of God. And the way you're born of God is by faith. And so then the way you continue to walk as an overcomer, overcoming anything, everything that's in the world that could come against you, is by your faith. The same faith you got born again by. It's the same faith you're just growing in it. You're developing in that same faith. He says in verse 13, Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. How will they call? Uh, if they haven't believed, how will they believe? If they haven't heard, how will they hear without a preacher? How will they preach except they be sent? All these are questions you can't. You have to have preachers. You've got to hear the word. You've got to believe the word. And you've got to act on the word. Those are not optional. You have to. These have to happen in order to get these results. He goes on verse 15 to say, As it is written, How beautiful are the feet of them that preach or proclaim the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. But they have not all obeyed the gospel. For Isaiah says, Who has believed our report. So then faith comes by the report, and the report by the Word of God. The reason I read it that way is because that same word translated report in previous verse is there in verse 17. It's, hearing is also correct. I'm not saying it's not. But it's translated both ways in the same King James, in the same New Testament. So, Obviously, he's talking about the report, and he's talking about, he, he equates that with the gospel, and then he says, that's how faith comes. We've made this statement repeatedly, I want to say it again, faith is a choice, is a choice. He's quoting Isaiah, we know it's Isaiah 53, 1. We also saw it quoted in, in John 12 in yesterday's class. Who has believed our report? The Spirit of God said. And to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? Every day, every day of everyone's life, you have a choice as to what report you believe. <laughs> Right? Every day. And uh, we don't need to act like this is, this is not a challenge. When you get hit with a bad report, it can be uh, alarming. It can be like the breath got knocked out of you. But that doesn't have to be the end. Like we've said earlier, you want to ask immediately, What's the Lord's report? Right? 
What did he say about this? Because that's the most important thing about coming out of your problem is what did God say about this? Once you get that and you decide to believe his report, then he has every right to manifest his arm. <laughs> huh? To whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? To the same one that believes the report. Go with me back to Mark, please, the, the fifth chapter. Let's look at an example of this. This is no isolated topic or idea. This is all the way through the Word of God. You'll find it over and over again if you're, if you're looking for it, if your eyes are open to it. In Mark 5 and 22, one of the individual accounts of healing in the ministry of Jesus is the situation of Jairus, who was a ruler of the synagogue, and his young daughter, who was near death. Uh, Mark 5, 22 said, Behold, there comes one of the rulers of the synagogue, Jairus by name, and when he saw him, he fell at his feet and besought him greatly, saying, My little daughter lies at the point of death. I pray you, come and lay your hands on her, that she may be healed, and she shall live. And Jesus went with him, and much people followed him and thronged him. The scripture says here, the detail brought out that she was at the point of death the last time he saw her. She was, we might say, at death's door. She was, I think some translations bring out she was dying. So she was right at death. And he comes hurriedly to Jesus and tells him that he believes that if Jesus would come and lay hands on her, she wouldn't die, but she would live. This is a young girl, his little daughter. Now we know that as they are, he and uh, Jairus, Jesus' disciples, and a throng of people are going down the road or the path to Jairus' house. He's going there to lay hands on her like he was asked to do and minister to her. And in the process of doing that, we're told that the woman that had the issue of blood came, pressed through the crowd, touched his garment, didn't ask anybody if she could be healed or not. Just came in and took one. <laughs> and then Jesus stopped in his tracks and said, who touched me? And, and, and this whole thing took several minutes, I guess. And, and finally, everybody denied it. And then finally, he, he wouldn't quit. He said, no, somebody touched me. Now, who touched me? And finally, she saw she couldn't be hit. She came, fell down in front of him told him all the truth and what she did. What do you mean? How she was sick for all these years, went through all these things. Well, this is taking time. Can you see that? And you remember when Jairus left home, what was the case? She's practically dying. I mean, she's, or maybe she is. And so all this is happening. And this woman gets her, her healing, praise God. But you can you imagine that Jairus is, is really feeling stressed about we got to hurry. We got to hurry. We got to get back. And this is holding us up. And he just stands there and lets this woman go on and on, tell about all her problem and what happened and how, all the stuff she went through. And, and uh, So anyway, verse 35, 
While Jesus yet spake while he was talking to the woman, telling her that her faith had made her whole, while Jesus is talking, they're standing there, there came from the ruler of the synagogue's house certain which said, your daughter is dead. So it was accurate that she was practically dying when he left because now they come and tell him she is dead, not dying, dead. Your daughter is dead. Why trouble, uh, why bother the master any further? Now this is one of the worst possible reports you could ever get. As a parent, right? Too late. Why, you know, why trouble the master anymore? What's another way of saying that? There's no use. Why bother trying to do anything, trying to pray or, or believe or anything? She is dead. She's gone. It's too late. That's the report. The report of what they see. The report of what maybe, maybe a physician pronounced her dead. You know, maybe they signed the death certificate already. I don't know. But I don't think they just came over there not being sure about this. And look, notice in verse 36. As soon as Jesus heard the word that was spoken, what did he hear? Their report. Right? As soon as he heard the bad report, he said, to the ruler of the synagogue. Come on, help me out. Help me out. Be not afraid. What's the first thing he told him? Don't be afraid. Only believe. First thing is what? Don't be, be not afraid. Now, there's a lot of people that try to tell you in situations like this. Are you kidding? I can't, my, my emotions are all over the place. What? I can't help it. That's a lie. That's not true. If the Lord tells you, don't be afraid, is it possible to stop being afraid? Yes. It is. We have more control over our uh, thoughts and words and feelings than many have believed. It is entirely up to us what we let ourselves focus on, look at, listen to, talk about, and that determines how we're affected. So what did Jesus say? Help me out. Be not afraid. Be not afraid. Now this, this little two-letter word, B-E, is <laughs> not so little, right? It's how God created the heavens and the earth. Light, be, or become. And what's the Lord telling him? Be not afraid. You reckon there's power in those words to stop being afraid. Why would he tell the man that? Because this report hit him like it would anybody. And it's not like he has no reason to think it's true. He knew she was struggling, looked like she was dying when he left the house. 
So it's not even a surprise to his brain when he saw him coming. You know what he thought. And then when they got there and opened up their mouth and they said, it's too late. It's over. I'm sorry. But she's, she's gone. Don't, you know, don't bother the master anymore. There's no need in uh, going to any more trouble. There's no need in doing anything else. It's over. It's over. The Lord looked at him. He said, don't be afraid. What's another way of saying that? Why did he say that? Don't believe that. Believe what? That, that it's over. Don't believe that report. That it's too late. She's gone. There's no hope. It's done. Why bother? Why go further? Does the Lord want to go further? Yes. At this point? <laughs> huh? Does he want to say, okay, fine. You know, Sorry. I guess, you know, maybe we shouldn't have stood here and talked so long. Uh-uh. <laughs> uh-uh. <laughs> he that believes shall not make haste, the Scripture says. Faith causes you to have peace. We which enter into uh, faith, we enter into rest. We that believe. When you realize how big God is, how powerful He is, it stabilizes you. When you realize everything in this life is temporary, it's the shortest thing I'm ever going to do, I'm going to be around forever, helps you relax and go, okay, tell your testimony, sister. <laughs> yeah, well, what about, it'll be okay. It'll be all right. Because if they had needed to rush for some reason, the Spirit of God would have prompted him. They would have known it. But they weren't going to get there before she died anyway. Because see, these guys have had time to, to leave the house, to verify that she's dead, leave the house, come find They wouldn't have made it anyway before she died. So, can you see here that the Lord then says, be not afraid, only believe. Now, I like Luke's account, and Luke's a, a doctor. Turn over there to, to Luke chapter 8. He gives a little detail sometimes that, that the others doesn't, him being a physician and all. Luke eight forty nine. he does it by the Spirit, of course. 8.49 says, While he yet spake, there comes one from the ruler of the synagogue's house, saying to him, Your daughter is dead. Trouble not the master. These people, I don't think, are, are doing anything maliciously when they're coming and telling him this. And yet, what they're saying can absolutely rob them of a miracle. What they're saying. And, and do you know what I mean by that? These, these are probably his, his close friends or his own family, our relatives. And they're not coming there maliciously with evil intent when they tell him this. And yet, if he accepts what they're telling him as the last word on this, then this young, his young daughter will be robbed of getting to live her life on this earth. They'll be robbed of their daughter 
And the will of the perfect will of God will not be done if he believes their report as the final say. They say, your daughter is dead. Trouble not the master. But when Jesus heard it, and we, we know from Mark's account, as soon as they got that out of their mouth, I mean immediately, Jesus turns to him. It's not them he needs to talk to. Right? They don't have the authority. It's not their daughter. He has authority. It's his daughter. And he's the one that came to him, telling him that if he'd come minister to her, she'd live. And what's the, what's the Lord saying to him? Don't quit me. <laughs> Don't change now. And it would look like, well, what do you mean? There's, no, the, there's nothing to keep believing for. Oh, he said, fear not, believe only, and she shall be made whole. See why I want you to see Luke's account. Does he have a different report? Yes. Oh, class, are y'all awake? Does he now have something else to believe instead of she's dead, it's too late, don't bother the master, don't bother anymore? The Lord has given him another report. What? Don't fear, believe only, she shall live. Hallelujah. Somebody say she shall live. She, she shall live. She'll be made whole. She'll be made whole. She won't just survive. She'll be made normal and free and live a normal life. Whatever it was that killed her, uh, she won't just survive it, but it won't hinder her anymore. She'll be made whole. Every one of us encounter things like this on a daily basis. Usually not this severe to this degree. But the principle is the same. Hmm? Bill comes in, unexpected. You got to have this by this. And somebody says, where are we going to get that? How are we going to get that in this length of time? There's no way. That's a bad report. <laughs> huh? Is it a danger if you let yourself listen to that? If you let yourself believe that? See, we've talked about this. Faith is a choice. Faith's a choice. It's a choice in what you believe. It's a, it's a choice in what you say and act on. But prior to that, it's a choice in what you let yourself listen to. It's a choice in what you let yourself look at and think on and ponder on. This is so clear. Here's the bad news. She's gone. No need to keep trying. Basically, you know, quit. Quit this. Stop. It's done. Jesus said, hey, don't be afraid. Only believe. She'll be made whole. <laughs> Now what do you got? Now you got a choice. Come on, can you see this? You got a choice. And see, the thing is, it's not that there's no evidence that she's dead. The evidence is there. She's not breathing. 
So you can't say, well, that's, that, that's a fantasy. No, it ain't a fantasy. But you still got to decide, am I walking by sight? Which is faith in what I see and feel and hear the, the most. Or walk by faith in what God tells me. Irrespective of what I see and feel. Huh? The Bible said that Abraham, against hope, believed in hope. That he might become the father of many nations. Hold, hold your place right here and just go look at it. Romans chapter 4. Two reports. Uh, his choice, which one he's going to believe. You know why he's in the book? <laughs> Anybody know why Jairus made it into the gospel accounts? Whoo! Not once, but you know, we, we've already read uh, Mark and Luke. How do you make it in there? Miracle. Miracle. We know, reading the rest of the account, uh, the man didn't, uh, he didn't just fall apart and go, you know, oh God, it's too late and, and uh, why didn't I come earlier or, or, or whatever. He, when the Lord looked at him and said, don't be afraid. We know from the outcome, he must have responded correctly to the Lord's instruction. He must have caught himself and stopped heaving and stopped crying and stopped breaking down and looked at the Lord and the Lord said, believe only and she will be made whole. He must have shelved what they just told him and said, I will, re I will believe the report of the Lord. Had to have. And that's when they went on to the house. They went in there. They're all crying and mourning. Jesus put them all. He said, well, he said, she's not gone. And they laughed at him. I mean, they went from crying to laughing like that. Whew, fickle emotions. He put them all out. And next thing you know, he called her and her spirit came back to her body. And she's raised up out of bed. And he said, feed the girl. Miracle, miracle, miracle. Is that the arm of the Lord yes. revealed in their life? That's power over death. But it comes right back to who believed the report. Who believed the report? The Bible said in Romans 4 about Abraham, verse 18, against hope, he believed in hope that he might become the father of many nations. In verse 17 it talks about, even though his body he considered not his own body, now dead, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb, he staggered not at the promise of God, but was strong in faith. He could have looked at his body, he could have looked at her body, they could have gone to the doctor and got their report, <laughs> but he believed another report. The Lord said, I've made you the father of many nations. He said, that's it. That doesn't matter what I say. Doesn't matter how old I am. Doesn't matter what I feel. I will believe the report of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And his report is the gospel. His report is the good report. And we're out of time again today. <laughs> Come back tomorrow because there's a lot more to see about this. We'll see you soon back here in Faith School. I've got the victory. 
Thank you for joining us at Faith School. Class is dismissed for today, but you can watch this and other episodes of Faith School free of charge at faithschool.org. For more information, visit our website or call us at 941-702-7390.